Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it's BK with the True Sun Podcast. We're talking Mizzou each and every week. Football, basketball, we've got it all for you. It's all on the 435 Podcast Network, and you can download each episode now on the Radio.com app. Hi! Welcome into the Forced to Punt podcast. I am your host, Steven Serta. Joined as always, uh, back from, where is it? Denver? Yep. My guy, Dusty Likens. Why is that funny? Like, everything you say to me right now is always, it just comes with like a grin. I'm just happy to be here. I got hit with popcorn and beer. Sweet. Somebody like threw a, one of those vape pens at me. Like, like at a concert or at the Chiefs game? Chiefs game. Oh. Some clown stood up whenever Mahomes got hurt, and I called him out for it. Oh. He cheered. I mean, well, he obviously shouldn't do that, and that guy obviously sucks, but you're also that guy who has to tell every sports fan that they're a stupid sports fan. No, I didn't say there's it was a stupid. lot of stupid sports fans. No, I just said, are you? Re- I said, are you serious right now? And there might have been like an explicit uh, word after that, and then all his Denver friends said, hey, just so you know, we're with you. Yeah, I'm sure that guy was being a douche. I know a lot of people like that, too, who don't think that athletes are real people. Those right. people suck. I think he was more happy that he was hurt because Mahomes has been kicking their ass for the last two years. Year and a half. Probably in their quarterback's Joe Flacco. That sucks. They're not a, they're not a, a good organization right now. John Elway's a terrible general manager. <laughs> I guess that's where we start. Mahomes is hurt, so are you picking up Matt Moore? <laughs> I mean, I'm no! not. You're picking up every Chiefs running back this week and starting them because they're just going to run the rock now, baby. I knew that trade for LaShawn McCoy was going to pay off when I sent Kerryon Johnson away. By the way. You traded Kerryon Johnson for LaShawn McCoy? That's right. Straight up? That's right. When? Two weeks ago. I called you on the phone in the middle of traffic, and you said, I'd do it. <laughs> I literally talked to you on the uh, phone about it. And he said, yeah, I'd do it. I think we missed on Kyrion Johnson because he's not getting used, and now he's hurt with a knee injury. Oh, uh, and yeah, he's been terrible. Bad. Outside of that one game against the Chiefs, yeah, he has been absolutely brutal, and now he's <laughs> hurt. Uh, he left yesterday's game, which was which was great for one of my fantasy teams because uh, I was playing him. Right. He left the game, got sidelined, and apparently after the game he was wearing a knee brace. Not which good. Doesn't, uh, which doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. great. A lot of injuries um, last week. Good but Lord. Ty Johnson, who's his backup, who's only owned in like 1% of leagues, according to FantasyPros.com, uh, he did take over for him. He was basically the only running back who was getting work. Um, so he's going to be a top ad this week. He's a guy you probably need to go pick up, because, especially if you're a carry-on Johnson owner. I, if you're a carry-on Johnson owner, <clears throat> unless you have no mo. Unless you happen to have, like, Christian McCaffrey, too. Ooh, I had him, too. I didn't um, trade him, though. Like, you're probably not making the playoffs at this point. Because <laughs> uh, Kerryon Johnson's been that bad, and now he's hurt. God, I miss so bad on KJ. 
So bad. I no, thought, I mean, he was somebody I was buying into the preseason hype. I took him like, in the I, third round. I, I would have considered <laughs> yeah. doing that because I actually, I really, I think he's a talented player. Like, I, I thought he had a lot of opportunity and I thought he showed enough promise last year that I was like, man, that guy's going to be a really good football player. And it's not because the Lions, like, haven't given him opportunity. He's just not producing. Like, their their offensive line's all right. Stafford's yeah. slinging it. Like, their offensive line's not, like, the best offensive line in the NFL, but it's not the no. worst offensive line in the NFL either. And, yeah, Stafford had a good game yesterday, threw four touchdowns to Marvin Jones, of Was course. Was he pissed at Galladay or something? Uh, I mean, so <laughs> I, I talked about this. I talked about this on Sunday on Fantasy Football Sunday. Uh, I benched Kenny Galladay in a mm-hmm. league because Kenny Galladay had never scored more than 61 yards over the Minnesota Vikings. Right. So, like, so far in his NFL career, every time he's played them, he had never topped 61 yards in a single game. Like, it's just a tough divisional matchup. Uh, the Vikings defense is still good. It's not – I don't think the Vikings defense is, like, one of the five best units in football like it was over yeah. the last several years. But it's still really good. Like, mm-hmm. they still have a lot of talent. They still have a lot of playmakers. Um, but, yeah, they just did a good job bottling up Galladay. And Marvin Jones hadn't done a damn thing all season. All year. And then he just has a monster when no one started him. There's just <laughs> not, not a chance that you put Marvin Jones in your lineup. Like, yeah. Unless you're in a super, super deep dynasty league that has like four or five flex spots like I'm in. Or you just forgot to take him out and you just left him in there the whole year and you just got lucky. Yes. That, that game suffered some pretty big blows, right? Like you lose Kyrion Johnson that game. You lose, what, Adam Thielen after a 25-yard miraculous touchdown catch. And now he's... Pretty much said, at least I saw on ESPN Fantasy Football's app, it said that he's aiming a return for Week 9, I think, against the Chiefs, which would mean clearly the obvious is there. They play on Thursday. He's out, so there's a yeah. receiver in Minnesota that you've got to find because they play – they don't play Thursday this week, do they? Yes, okay. they play They play on Thursday night football. For some reason, I thought San Francisco um, and, and Tampa play – or San Francisco and Carolina. No, they Thursday. play – the Vikings are playing Thursday night football against Washington this ah, week. would have been such a great matchup for Thielen, too. That um, Diggs is going to go off. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I mean, Diggs should be a must-start. He's going to get a ton of uh, – he's going to get a ton of targets, but this also could wind up being a game where they just revert back to where they were the first few weeks of the season, and they're just like – well, Washington's just as terrible against the run as they are the pass. We don't have Thielen. We can win this game without throwing the ball because they're a horrible football team. So we're just going to give Dalvin Cook 30 touches. You like that. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I ha- I'm a Dalvin Cook owner. Dalvin Cook has been absolutely fantastic. He's got eight rushing touchdowns on the season already as well. He had two yesterday. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is, to give it like an analogy, I think like Dalvin Cook is doing what Justin Houston did the year that J.J. Watt just had a freak year at defensive end. Like Christian McCaffrey's having a freak year at running back, so he's clearly the one guy that everybody loves. But Dalvin Cook, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't exist, like Dalvin Cook's the best running back in fantasy football this year. Oh, he actually did with uh, Christian McCaffrey on by. Dalvin Cook overtook the lead <clears> for uh, – he's now the number one running back in rushing yards. Uh, but, I mean, that'll probably change. He hasn't had his bye week yet. Christian McCaffrey's coming back on his bye, but it feels like they're going to be the two yeah. that are kind of going b- battling back and forth all year as long as they both stay healthy. Um, they've both been fantastic, so I would love to have either one of them on my team. So if I have Thielen, which I do, do I go get the other guy in Minnesota, or do I just think that it's going to be um, the Diggs, Dalvin Cook show? No, I'm not I'm not going to pick up Ola B.C. Johnson, <laughs> uh, who got... 
who actually I he Old got he, he got eight targets yesterday. He wound up having a, an okay game. Um, I just don't trust that because I think what we saw with Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins is like hot right now. Well, he but we've seen this before, right? With Kirk, Streaks. like. Yes, he's a very up and down player, and it's frustrating because when he is when he is up, he is up, and he looks great right. against. Uh, and generally, it's against bad teams. But I mean, the Detroit Lions aren't a bad football team. I, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, like, I think right now is maybe the best version of Kirk Cousins that we've seen so far with all of uh, Minnesota's units working together. Like their offense is better. Their offensive line has looked better. Uh, Dalvin Cook's awesome. The defense is playing pretty well. Now the passing game's finally starting to work. Right. And they've got uh, North Turner as their offensive coordinator. Like, I just think all of that stuff works together, and the Minnesota Vikings are a very well-coached, very well-constructed overall team. But Kirk Cousins is going to come crashing down to earth, and maybe not having Adam Thielen is what's going to have him do that. But the way they try to avoid those... uh, those severe nose dives from him, I think, is what is what they're gonna do. Like the first couple of weeks of the season, where you know they were scared to unleash him because he can get in his own head pretty quickly. He puts yeah. a lot of pressure on himself when he starts throwing picks. Then he's gonna throw four picks. Yeah. Like, and so it could be a situation where they just say, "Screw it, we're not unleashing Kirk this game. We don't want to mess around with it. We don't want to play games with it." When Adam Thielen's not playing. We'll have him back for Kansas City. That's a pretty good matchup for our passing game, mm-hmm. and so we'll just we'll just run the hell out of Dalvin Cook. Maybe get Alexander Madison involved a little bit. A little Rudolph um, action, yeah. You know, maybe look at Kyle Rudolph because he sucks and nobody needs him anyway. Hey, you got a TD this weekend. So um, first one, yeah, and it's <laughs> it's the first time he's had more than a point in a single there fantasy game all season. Tight end position. Kyle Rudolph is awful. awful. I'd rather have Irv Smith Jr. than Kyle Rudolph. Okay, don't disrespect Kyle Rudolph. Irv Smith Jr. is a talented rookie tight end who is going to take that job hopefully one day and boot Kyle Rudolph out of the NFL because he's awful. Good God. Kyle Rudolph's in there with uh, Carlos Hyde? Yes, I am not a Kyle Rudolph fan because people have been arguing with me for years about how good Kyle Rudolph is. He's not. I feel like Brandon Kyle is the backup here. He proves it. Year after year. Yeah. But. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not really interested in picking up any Minnesota Viking if Adam Thielen doesn't go. Yeah, because he's going to be back personal. so quick, so you're just basically wasting a waiver yeah. pick. And so some people are going to be tempted to go pick up Kyle Rudolph, but I don't no. I don't trust that. Kyle Rudolph has not been involved in their passing game at all this year, pri- yeah. prior to yesterday. Right. And I, I don't think there's enough of a sample size where, despite my personal feelings for Kyle Rudolph, I'm messing with that at all. I don't want anything to do with it. I am willing to pick up, go pick up Ty Johnson though. If uh, okay, if if you're a carry on Johnson owner, I would go after Ty Johnson. And you know what? Maybe, maybe Ty Johnson just looks better than carry on Johnson, and he carves himself out a, a workload in this offense because carry on's not doing a damn thing. But what's crazy about Ty Johnson is that he's like actually getting carries while carry on Johnson was there. Yeah. Like, he was still getting, like... Yeah, I mean, they cut C.J. Anderson because they liked what Ty Johnson was doing. Right. Um, so they felt comfortable enough cutting C.J. Anderson and having Ty Johnson be his sole backup because they liked what he was doing uh, during practice. So, I, I, I mean, I'm not... I, I don't think that Ty Johnson's going to come out here and, like, be a league winner or something like that. But if you're a carry-on Johnson owner, you should definitely put in a move for him. Um. 
Another big injury from yesterday, the Houston Texans. Uh, Will Fuller left the game early. Mm, just when he was getting um, Ian Rappaport reported this morning it is a severe hamstring injury mm. um, that could like likely sideline him for multiple weeks. Uh, Kenny Stills did have over 100 yards yesterday. Um, he's actually – Kenny Stills has looked pretty good with Deshaun Watson. Like He, he missed two games in a row with a hamstring injury of his own, I believe. Um, and then he came back yesterday, and he had over 100 yards. Kiki's finally getting involved in that offense, too. He seems like he's healthy. Uh, I don't think he had many catches yesterday, but he did have a short rushing touchdown, so you like yeah. to see that, too. Um, I think I'm leaning stills if you have if you have to add one of these guys. Uh, I like them both, to be completely honest. Kiki's a guy that I drafted in a lot, in a lot of... Uh, like is a late round flyer, right? Uh, I don't have him on any current roster. Um, Kenny Stills, I actually have in a dynasty league right now. He was like a second to last round pick that I made, and I actually put him in yesterday because I had some injury problems and I had some bye week problems, and he came up and he produced. And uh, there seems to be a connection because you know Deshaun Watson wants to go deep. Um, he's not really doing that with DeAndre Hopkins this season. DeAndre Hopkins finally had a big game, yeah. Uh, which you, you know you would hope to think with Will Fuller going down that it's gonna that it's gonna go back to DeAndre Hopkins a lot more. Like DeAndre Hopkins is going to instead of getting like his seven eight targets a game like he has been getting, it's gonna be more like what he's gotten in the past, where it's like fourteen targets a game, and so th- it's obviously going to help DeAndre Hopkins. But Kenny Stills has carved out a nice role for himself in this offense as the deep guy. And Deshaun Watson continues to look for him. He had he had two catches yesterday. He wound up with four catches for over 100 yards and two of them went for 40 plus. Right. Like that's that so eventually he's going to break those for touchdowns. And he he already had uh in his first game as a Texan this year. He had that long touchdown to tie it at the end of the game from Deshaun Watson. Like I think there's a, a genuine connection there with Kenny Stills. I like him a little bit more just because uh, Kiki's just not getting the volume that we thought he was going to get. Like He was supposed to be this PPR monster wide receiver, but he's never healthy, and he was banged up forever, and then they traded for Kenny Stills. Now he's healthy, and he's getting more snaps. He did have a touchdown yesterday, but he's still not getting a ton of looks from Deshaun Watson. And he's not getting like a bunch of dump offs and stuff like that because they're still utilizing Duke Johnson uh, in a lot of different ways, along with Carlos Hyde. So I think Kiki and Kenny are both available in a ton of leagues, but I think Kenny Stills is the wide receiver that I'm targeting. Yeah, and also they play the Raiders next week, and you saw what Aaron Rodgers did against the Raiders without Devonte Adams with uh, the two guys that what is it? Geronimo Allison was one of them, and then uh, yeah. Yeah, the other guy with the three name. I can't think of his name. Scantling or not. That's, Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's right. Yeah, they, those guys uh, tore it up against Oakland. Now, that was a, a yeah. matchup that I didn't expect. MBS had a 75-yard touchdown. Right. So I think that that's another thing you need to look at. If those guys can get going against Oakland, then I think, you know, Kenny Stills, who I believe is probably a little bit better than both of those guys, uh, obviously can get going. And Houston's going to be coming off a loss. So, you know, they're going to try to throw the ball with, with Deshaun Watson against that Oakland defense. I like Kenny Stills a lot, a lot out of Houston. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Deshaun Watson still, uh, he had a down game this week. Uh, that that Colts defense is good. just good. It, it's just good. Like, everybody was crapping on them, and then everybody was crapping on the Chiefs because of the way they shut down the Chiefs. Like, I was I was saying going into that week, like, I, didn't, I don't think the Colts are an elite defense or anything like that. 
I think that Matt Eberfluss, their defensive coordinator, is the best defensive coordinator in football right now, and he's going to wind up being a head coach after this season. Well, and they also just run analytics, so they play like percentages over matchups, and that's what they're doing, and Justin Houston is showing everybody that he still's got it. Well, and their their secondary is made up, one, they don't have uh, Malik Hooker right now, who's one of the best safeties in the game when he stays healthy. He should be back, but they just got Darius Leonard back. He's finally healthy. He was making plays yesterday. He looks great. He's one of the best linebackers in the game right now, probably. Mm. And then their secondary is a lot better than people were giving it credit for. Like, Deshaun Watson was really struggling to move the ball yesterday because they've got they've got some corners there, and uh, you know Kenny Moore... Late round pick, Pierre Desaire, late round pick. Like and then they uh and then they drafted uh Rockyson. Like like they've got some guys in that secondary that can compete and slow down opposing passing games, and they do it in a lot of different ways because their defensive coordinator is a really, really good coach. I think the Colts are the best coach team in the NFL right now, to be completely honest. Like like based on what they're working with. Jacoby Brissett's got 14 touchdown passes, and he's on pace because they already had their bye. Technically, he's on pace, although he doesn't lead the NFL in touchdown passes right now. He's just on pace to lead the NFL in touchdown passes because he's played one less game than everybody else, and the leaders have 15. I think there's three people tied with 15 touchdown passes. He's got 14 with one less game. Yeah, I mean, they're in first place. Uh, They've got two impressive wins. They've got a road win against the Chiefs, a home win against the Texans. They've beaten Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. They're in first place. I have nothing more to add other than, like I I think I tweeted yesterday, the Colts are the most impressive team right now in the AFC. Yeah, like they're just a good team. Frank Reich is incredible. Analytics, Um, baby. Yeah, I I, I just love it. I dig it. I I just absolutely love the Colts and what they're doing right now. Oh, oh um, by the way, their general manager used to be in the Chiefs organization. Yeah, Chris Ballard's yeah. fantastic at what he's he does. He's a G, he man. Is, he's John Dorsey number two. Okay. <laughs> but something everybody should be pissed off about from yesterday. Yep. Uh, Chase Edmonds had a pretty monster game. I don't have his numbers pulled up in front of me. I know he had over 100 points. yards. What do you have, three touchdowns? Three touchdowns, yeah, 35 um, points total. On this was after David Johnson, uh, I think, p- played one or two snaps. They started the game. David Johnson's got like seven different injuries. So he was a huge question mark coming into the game. And all week long, they kept saying, no, he's going to play. He's going to play. He's going to fight through it. He doesn't play at all. Chase Edmonds winds up having a monster game. And then after the game, Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) (laughs) was just like, oh, yeah, well, we thought it was pretty clear that he was only going to be used on like uh, like a need basis, like an emergency an, an emergency basis if we didn't have a choice. No, you never said that, Cliff. Yeah. You never said that. You're just being a douche, and you wanted to act like it gave you some type of leg up on the competition by refusing to sit him out. Like, that's there's got to be something in the rules against that. It, it's You can get in trouble for lying about injury designations. The Patriots have gotten in trouble for it multiple times. But there's got to be a ru- something in the rules about that because that was total bullshit. I don't think that it's technically illegal. It's just douchey. Like, you just screwed over so many fantasy football people. You just screwed over so many betters. Like, I know you probably don't give a damn about that, but come on. Let's have a little bit of common courtesy here where you know how much money is involved in these things. Like, I would have told everybody to start Chase Edmonds if you just said David Johnson wasn't going to play. Or if you said... David Johnson's going to be limited. Chase Edmonds is going to start. 
I would have told people to play Chase Edmonds. Instead, I got people getting pissed off at me like I knew you were lying about David Johnson. All right, well, here's where I come in. I did start uh, Chase Edmonds. Uh, for sure didn't think that uh, David Johnson was going to get a lot of carries. He didn't get a lot of a lot of action last week. I think they split it, but I think uh, I think Edmonds ended up like having like pretty much like the not the better game, but like more action. Um, but to join, he was your, more productive with less touches. That's right. And then to like join your list because I think that Cliff Kingsbury has just knocked on the door that uh, Carlos Hyde uh, lives in, as well as uh, Kyle Rudolph live in. Now they're going to go out there and report that they're going to try out Jay Ajay. And they're also going to try out former Chiefs running back Spencer Ware. I get it. They played the Giants. And the Giants are just terrible at stopping the run. The Giants are just terrible in general. But why would you go try out a different running back if, in fact, you did let David Johnson carry the ball one time for two yards in Sunday's game against the Giants, and then you realize, okay, maybe the ankle or the back, whatever it was that was giving a bad signal off, you're like, we're just not going to play him. But then you saw the explosion, the team getting hyped up around Edmonds, and then all of a sudden the next day, hey, Jay Ajayi and uh, Spencer Ware we're going to get a look at as a running back. I get it. Maybe David Johnson's hurt more than they think now, or we're back to Cliff being Cliff. But either way... Um, I still think what you start Edmonds next week again, or you do it again this week. You let him play because all week last week they said that David Johnson sat out. It was his back, then it was ankle, then it was this. Now it's that, and I just think that Chris Edmonds is a start now because you saw what he can do with the ball. He's explosive. He gets through the line really quick. He's good with his hands. He's a pass catching back. Now they play New Orleans next week, which has got a really good damn defense. And uh, I get it. When somebody goes off one week, normally the next week it's a dud week, and then we get blamed again for being wrong. But I don't like the fact that they're bringing in Jay Ajayi, and they're also bringing in Spencer Ware to run, do some uh, what quick drills, look at him, and see what they want to do. But I, don't, I just don't know what that means. I think you just keep the hot hand the way it is and let the team rally behind this kid. Somebody in one of my main fantasy leagues just traded Darren Waller for carry on Johnson. What? Yes. How did that get approved? Well, he's got Hunter Henry, so that was his logic, Oof. and he needs a running back. But Carrion Johnson's hurt. Yeah, and he's in a knee. And brace. he said that, but he said his logic was he read today that Matt Patricia said he met with Carrion Johnson. Carrion mm. Johnson said he's fine. Does he know that Matt Patricia? They always <laughs> say that. <laughs> Do you know where Matt Patricia's from? He's from yeah. the Belichick realm. They always say that. They always say they're fine. Then all of a sudden, they miss a month. Yeah. Darren Waller went off yesterday. Darren Waller's a top five tight end. I don't care if you have Hunter Henry, too. You can get better value than Carrion Johnson, who's been awful all season. Yeah, the Chargers are done. Carrion like, Johnson's been terrible. That's why you trade him for LaShawn McCoy, who's now uh, projected uh, 12 points next week against the Green Bay Packers in that defense. That is hypocritical as well. What do they say about Carrion Johnson? Matt Patricia said he's okay. Matt Patricia, the guy that uses a pencil for a plastic sheet. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Coach Matt Patricia revealed uh, Johnson said he was fine, but didn't have a medical update. Michael Rothstein of ESPN.com reports Patricia elaborated by saying that many players dim themselves fine, but Johnson met with doctors Monday, so the team should have a better. Yeah, let's wait and see what the doctors say before we jump all in on Silent Bob from the 90s to see if he says he's fine. Yeah, screw the Detroit Lions. What a stupid trade. What a stupid, stupid trade, Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to call you out by your name. 
Good what God. an awful trade. And it was to a guy who's already got a really good team. He's the Christian McCaffrey owner in our league, and you just made his like team you. better by giving him one of the five best tight ends in fantasy football. Hey, give him a little credit. And he unloaded dead weight and carry on Johnson. Hey, give him credit. You know, Christian McCaffrey's got to play the... Uh, oh, man, you're play smarter your... than that. I expect more from you. Christian McCaffrey's got a tough matchup. They're playing your, uh, I guess you've, uh, you've you've owned them now, your San Francisco Giants, or San, yeah, San Francisco 49ers next I week. I didn't want to talk about them. They screwed me yesterday. <laughs> I lost money awful on awful football game. Nine points, baby. Nine Woo! to nothing. Are you kidding me? Steve Have Sertis you said, never played in the rain before? And Steve Sertis says weather doesn't think, make effects on football games. It did yeah, not. Generally, it doesn't. Oh, Gen- my. Not when it... I mean, that was pretty bad. Those were pretty uh, poor conditions. God, that <laughs> game... Those are pretty poor conditions. When Scott Hansen had to go over to that game, it was probably some of the I best mean, commentary. Yeah, generally, rain doesn't affect the game that much unless there's mm. standing puddles of water on the field. Nine points, and the Niners were favored by ten. I lost from one point. Ah, damn it. Now, I went Niner heavy. Oh, yeah. Like, in lineups. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like the Niners. Thanks for the rain, Started Mother Nature. Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida in more than one lineup. How'd that work out for you? It was awful. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. I think I went I went two and three yesterday. Start Kyle Rudolph, too? I went two and three yesterday, and if I would have just started anybody other than Tevin Coleman, I definitely would have cashed in DraftKings because I nailed a bunch of my other picks, but Tevin Coleman killed me. Oh, man. <sighs> Some other uh, quick waiver wire <laughs> options before we get out of here. Devontae Parker has established himself as the top wide receiver to own, I believe, in Miami, if if you want to own any Miami wide receivers. I was really high on Preston Williams. I was hoping he would have a breakout game last week. Yeah, tug yesterday, right? Um, Preston Williams, I don't know. He might have. I know Parker. Uh, uh, well, Devontae Parker did have a touchdown yesterday, and I think he's, he's scored three touchdowns on the year now. Um He's been by far their most productive wide receiver. And now, I've been burned by Devontae Par- Parker plenty in the past. He's a guy that I really liked coming out of college. Like He's a guy who has like the size and length of A.J. Green. Has just never really put it together in the NFL. I, yeah. I, I think that some of that is he's just been on some really, really bad teams. But also is that maybe he's just not that special of a player. Like there's a lot of guys that fit that athletic profile. Preston Williams is another guy that is insanely athletic and looks like he could be great, but he was an undrafted free agent because of like off the field issues. Uh but Preston Williams, he just he's a rookie. Like it seems like he's a guy that you want to own in dynasty leagues, and other than that, he belongs on your way for wire. Uh right. so Devontae Parker could be a option. Um, I mean they do have a couple tough games coming up, like against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their defense has been fantastic lately. Uh, but then they do have a game against the New York Jets in a couple of weeks, which is a fairly favorable matchup. Uh, Mark Walton took pretty much all the carries uh, for the Dolphins yesterday and what was actually a pretty close game. Yeah, against, why is that? Why is Against Drake? the Buffalo Bills. Because uh, Kenyon Drake just sucks. Are they going to try to move him? Like, does he uh, go to a team that he can I have Supposedly, with? they're trying to trade him. And mm. there was a report. There was reports about that yesterday. And I, I just LOL'd at it on Twitter because who's actually trading assets for Kenyon Drake? <laughs> like, who, who's. Uh, I mean, that that's like the Chiefs saying they're shopping Damian Williams. Like, who's trading assets for Damian Williams? Why would anyone trade assets for Kenyon Drake? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you want a seventh-round pick, I'll give you a seventh-round pick for Kenyon Drake. That's all you're getting. Uh, He has been highly unproductive in his NFL career, and now Mark Walton is their starting running back. Yep. 
feel like I'm being really negative today. No, you just <laughs> you got mad because people just, were mad at you because it's just of crushing Kingsbury. people. Uh, Cole Beasley. You got mad at your best friend. You got mad at Rudolph. You got mad at Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. Um, who else are you mad at? From Oh, you're mad at Mother Nature for the bad weather that came to the Washington, San Francisco. It's all right. It's Monday. It's cold. It's windy. You're grouchy. Alex, Alex Erickson, a uh, guy who... So, he's only 2% owned. Uh, he had 137 yards yesterday on 14 targets out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I.e. Tyler Boyd's supposed to be the guy. A.J. Green might be back. Auden Tate. I think it was a tough matchup yesterday. And then Alex Erickson, who nobody's ever heard of, came out of nowhere and had a monster game yesterday. Um, he's going to be a popular ad this week, but he's not somebody that I am rushing to the waiver wire to add. I... I really think AJ Green's going to be back in the next couple of weeks, so I'm not uh, I'm not really in favor of adding any Cincinnati Bengal right now. Right. I mean, I do have shares of AJ Green in multiple leagues, so yeah. I'm just hoping that he comes back and is productive. Um, but he's not a guy. Other than that, like Joe Mixon was a very popular play yesterday uh, because it was supposedly a favorable matchup, and Joe Mixon was again just terrible. And he fumbled again, right? Or no, that was uh, Tyler Boyd. I played against Tyler Boyd. I don't think that guy had a good game. I don't know if it's uh, if you're trusting Andy Dalton, who had another rushing touchdown that took away from Joe Mixon. Do you trade for Joe Mixon if you can get away with it? Like if you can get away with some like, I don't know. Say you had Kyrian Johnson and you know he's going down, or you had David Johnson and there you don't know what his status is. Do you do you go after like a Joe Mixon, take a chance, thinking that like late in games they check it down to him? Or do I don't. Just, you just stay away from. I him? don't. He's been. I he's been. I think he's got two good games on the season without having his numbers pulled up in front of me. I think he had two good games this year, and it was against two really bad run defenses. And then other than that, he has been absolutely brutal. And granted, it's not all his fault. I still think Joe Mixon's a talented player. I just think that Cincinnati's run defense, or their offensive line, I mean, is just absolutely terrible. Yeah, like, they're like a dumpster the, fire. Yeah, their offensive line's falling apart. And so that's part of it. Um. And, you know, they're they're Owen Setfin. Like they they might <laughs> the way the Dolphins are playing with Fitzmagic at the helm because you mm. know he's not going to go out there and just lose games. No, he's trying to win, and so he's going to come out slinging every game. Like the Dolphins might screw this thing up and wind up winning a game or two, and the Bengals could wind up being like a two and fourteen football team and getting the number one pick over the Miami Dolphins after all this tanking. Yeah, I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals are worse than the Dolphins. Like watching those games yesterday, like watching Cincinnati and just watching how Andy Dalton just shit his pants at the very end against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just help cover spreads. Like that is, and then like I don't know, just like seeing Fitzpatrick make that run against uh, who they play yesterday. I can't even remember who the Dolphins play. Like the Bills. He when they he ran that ball into the corner of the end zone and just trucked that guy. Yeah. Fitzmagic, baby. That's what he does. That's why he's fun to watch. That's why we like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, Zach Pascal, who I actually own in a super deep dynasty league, and I actually considered playing yesterday. Mm -hmm. I did not wind up playing him. I played Kenny Stills instead, which was actually a, a pretty good call. Still, still had a good game. But Pascal had over 100 yards. He had two touchdowns from Jacoby Brissett yesterday. Um, he's establishing himself as the clear number two wide receiver to T.Y. Hilton in that offense. Like, like he has been like Paris Campbell. I love Paris Campbell as a dynasty prospect. Um, I think he's got a ton of potential 
in that offense, and I think that he will become a very good player. He's just not there yet this year. Right. Like, he he's just not going to be there this year. So for for regular standard leagues, PPR leagues, like outside of dynasty, I don't think Paris Campbell belongs on a roster at all. Uh, Zach Pascal is a guy that you could probably go add this week, and I think he's going to have value because he's shown that he's got a clear rapport with Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett, I mentioned this on the fantasy show too, and probably um, on this podcast. For some reason, the Colts, I don't know if it's a preserve Marlon Mack thing because Marlon Mack's had injury problems in the past, and yeah. you know he's supposed to be healthy now. Uh, he didn't do a ton yesterday, but he's still he's still been pretty productive. Like You're still happy with the production that you're getting from Marlon Mack for the most part, and he's still getting a ton of work in that offense. He played a good D-line, um, too. Yeah, yeah and, and the Texans' run defense has been good all season. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, Jacoby Brissett won. He should be rostered in all of your leagues. Oh, yeah. uh, I start own him, him in multiple leagues. He, he's. I think I'm going to start him over Carson Wentz this week. One hundred percent, you should. Uh, Wentz has got a brutal matchup against the Bills. Yep. Um, but Brissett, you know, he's got the 14 touchdown passes. I don't think he's going to keep that up. I don't think he's actually going to wind up throwing, no. you know, 38 touchdown passes. But he'll throw 25. Uh, he's going to have. He's going to have a bad game sooner or later. But I think this is something that they've been working on with him. And it was something that was specific to him as their starting quarterback. When they get in the red zone, when they get inside the 10-yard line, they throw the ball mm-hmm. a lot. And that's how he's getting all these touchdown passes because they aren't they aren't handing it to Marlon Mack and trying to pound it into the end zone because Marlon Mack's not really that kind of back anyways. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a shiftier guy, like speed guy. He's a guy that... You need to get into the open field and just let him make people miss. So, like, like when, when you get your back to the wall, like in the uh, inside the ten, like that, right? Uh, he doesn't have the space to work, so they're not really using him that way. Like they're just throwing the football with Jacoby Brissett, and he's piling up these touchdown passes. Um, so, I, I think Zach Pascal is another one of those guys who's going to, uh, <laughs> who's going to accumulate value that way. Uh, and, of course, after I tell you to drop Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron's got a touchdown to the last three games. I was getting ready to ask you that. Are we um, are we okay to buy in on Ebron? Have yeah, they found their I, connection? I mean, I, I guess. Yeah, I know he, that had, one he of- had 70, 70 yards and a touchdown yesterday. And, I mean, Jack Doyle is... Jack Doyle looks like he is done with football. He looks like he's about to follow Andrew Luck's footsteps. He misses just, Andrew. <laughs> That's mean, his guy. I mean, maybe that is it. Maybe maybe he is just lonely. He's the kid and in the house and it's raining Andrew outside. Luck. And he's looking out the window and Andrew Luck is living with his family now. And he's like, we don't get to play anymore. And Ebron, to be fair, the touchdown he caught was like a miraculous touchdown in the back of the end zone that got called yeah. and reversed. But... I think I'm buying in on a low waiver order. I know like some waiver wires have money you can only spend a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't go more than $5 for Ebron because if somebody else wants to overpay for him, that's fine because oh, you were yeah. telling me tight end positions just suck. But like, I kind of am buying in because the way that Brissett was looking for him, like you said, once they get in the red zone, like they're throwing the ball and they're throwing it in outs and flats. And who gets those balls? Tight ends. Yeah, I mean, if you don't... Uh... Yeah, I mean, if you don't have Kittle or Kelsey, um, Evan, Edwards, Evan Ingram's been brutal lately too. He just got out from injury, but yeah, I hear what uh, you're saying. he's been he's really he's been bad with Daniel Jones as his quarterback. To yeah. be completely honest, no, that's fair. Um, that's that's worrisome because uh, he was drafted. I I own him in multiple leagues, and he's a guy that was drafted to be you know potentially the number one scoring tight end in fantasy football. Uh, and he had a great matchup yesterday, and he had one catch for six yards. <sighs> 
Uh, <laughs> my guy TJ Hawk or yeah, TJ Hawkinson had a better game than that guy. Yeah, and like like Hawkinson, uh, people were asking me on Twitter, should they drop Hawkinson? No, no. I, I don't think you should because tight end's so brutal. And yeah. you know, and maybe Eric Ebron is available in your league. Yeah, go at him. But he's not like if I don't have one of the top two or three tight ends, a Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle, um, even Austin Hooper. Uh, Mark Andrews, like Mark, and Mark Andrews had a bad game yesterday. He's had a yeah. bad couple of games. And Waller, I guess. Um, and Waller, like, yeah. If I don't have one of those five guys, then I'm just streaming tight ends every week, and I yep. would. And so I'm not going to go spend assets on Eric Ebron, especially like if, if a guy like Chris Herndon's still available. Like I know he's hurt, but he's probably going to be back this week. He was already ruled out for the Patriots game. Um, but you don't want him. On this run anyways, and I talked about this on the fantasy show this week. The New York Jets, I'm adding Jets right now. After this game against after oh, this Monday after this, after this Monday night game against the Patriots, they've got a seven game stretch that is absolutely absurd how fantasy friendly it is. Like <laughs> I could not believe how great it was. And this is uh, about the time of year where Robbie Anderson just starts like freaking out and going off yeah. for like a hundred yards a game and two touchdowns. And we saw like his yeah, with Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson's a guy that I'm targeting as a trade target right now. So so after this New England Patriots game, the Jaguars, which their pass defense hasn't been very good. I AJ Bouye is still a good player, but outside of him, they don't have anybody else in that secondary that's a playmaker now that they've traded Jalen Ramsey. Their pass defense has not been great. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, worst team in the NFL, arguably, followed by the New York Jets, one of the worst teams in the NFL, Giants. also one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Yes, followed by the Giants. And then Washington, <sighs> also one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, it's in Washington, might rain. Then the Raiders, one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Oh, and by the way, the Raiders just, just traded, traded away yeah. a starting corner today like they could afford to lose a starting corner and in Gary and Conley. Yeah, so the Raiders are just accepting that their secondary's trash. Yep. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, Second worst who team. also have one of the five worst secondaries in the NFL, and it still gets better. Then they get the Dolphins again. At home. Yes. And then even like this Ravens matchup. Now, I'm a little skeptical about that one uh, because I think the Ravens looked a lot better yesterday. Um, their defense had really, really been struggling. Earl Thomas did not look like the same caliber player. But Marlon Humphrey's still a very good corner. Brandon Carr's still a very good corner. Now they add Marcus Peters. Pick six. Um, pick six yesterday looked incredible. And then they're going to get Jimmy Smith back at some point. So that Ravens matchup I'm not as high about because I think that defense is going to start to turn things around now. But before that, that's um, one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven weeks in yeah, a row. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's and then seven. tell them what they finished. That, that's seven games in a row. That are insanely fantasy friendly. Now, see the rate, but the Ravens matchup. That's what week fifteen, Steelers weeks week sixteen, Bills week seventeen, which is brutal. Which is which is brutal. Uh, That that Ravens Steelers, I think final two games right there. That's a brutal end of the season. If you make it to the postseason, you make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Right, like that's a brutal end because those are two very good defenses, in my opinion. The Ravens. Not right now, but the Ravens, I think, are really turning things around. And the Steelers' defense has been fantastic all season. Like, outside of that first game against the Patriots, the Steelers' defense has looked really, really good. And they just added Micah Fitzpatrick, too. So Yeah. And he's made an impact in the two games he's played in. Yeah. But I'm still trading for Robbie Anderson because I think Robbie Anderson down the stretch 
could be a guy that gets you there. Oh god, yeah. Like he he, he could did be it last year. he could be a guy who has such a favorable matchup and same thing with Chris Herndon once he gets back and he gets healthy on the field like Sam Darnold has talked about how much he loves Chris Herndon. Mm. And, and Chris Herndon I think is going to be he's a guy that I would rather have with that absurd schedule, fantasy friendly schedule. I would rather have him than Eric Ebron personally. Who? Also Robbie Anderson has the best profile picture on ESPN's fantasy app. Does he? He literally, he literally looks like uh, Angelica's doll, Cynthia, from uh, Rugrats. Um, Ryan Tannehill looked okay yesterday. 312 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but uh, I don't add Tennessee Titans. Local Chiefs Breakdown. So we can't talk about Matt Moore really quick because I'm sure people are, uh, before mm-hmm. we get out of here, I'm sure people are eager to, to know what, what we're thinking about this Chiefs offense moving forward. Um, and, I, and I've talked about it a little bit uh, over the weekend on Twitter and stuff like that. I still think that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are obviously in your lineup every week, mm-hmm. um, no matter what. Uh, outside of that, Matt Moore is not a quarterback I'm, I'm trying to go pick up and like start in fantasy under any circumstance. No. Um, I'm willing to drop... Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, yeah, just straight up drop them. Um, you know, generally, third, fourth, fifth wide receivers don't have value in regular offenses, and that's what the Chiefs are now. They're a regular offense. Uh, they, they don't have they don't have value across the board like they did before, where any of these guys could take it to the house because Mahomes can get them the ball anywhere on the field, right? Um. But I, I think that Matt Moore is going to have an opportunity to be productive because I think that Andy is one of the best offensive minds in football, obviously. Yeah. But I think that Andy is really, really good. And prior to Patrick Mahomes, he's done this with every quarterback he's ever had in his career. He takes those guys and he figures out how to set them up for success. Now, Matt Moore is not going to come out and look like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback or anything like that. But I think that Andy is going to be able to identify what Matt Moore does well and he's going to be able to amplify that enough that they're going to be able to hang in some of these games, especially with the offensive talent that's already on the team. Um, you know, maybe they try to lean on the running game more. Um, I'm still not convinced that, like, I still don't really want anything. I know LaShawn McCoy got the carries uh, this week, but I still don't think that that means Damian Williams isn't going to get work down the line. Like, Daryl Williams is going to be more involved, and maybe we are seeing – a change there because Daryl Williams got a lot more snaps on Thursday night against the Broncos, um, and Damian Williams has just been really ineffective. So maybe we are seeing a change there. I still don't want anything to do with that committee of running backs. I'm all in on LaShawn McCoy. I'm done with Damian Williams. I think that he just doesn't have enough value because I don't think that Matt Moore's first couple options are going to be throwing the ball like Mahomes can on those deep like wheel routes like that Damian Williams succeeds on. Um, I'm heavy on LaShawn McCoy. That's not biased because we've talked about how I have him on my roster. I just think from what you saw in Denver, from what Andy Reid's going to do, I think this is the time, like whenever this happens, I think Andy Reid looks at his leaders. I think he looks at Tyreek, Travis, and I think he looks at LaShawn McCoy and says, hey, we've got to do this. We've got to like slim down the playbook a little bit. I've got to lean on my guys. And Andy Reid loves screen plays. He's not going to be able to spread the field like Mahomes can with Matt Moore. I think they're going to look at a lot of screen plays. I think that favors LaShawn McCoy a little bit more. And you're already, if you look into next week's action where you look at the matchups, like what they're projected on ESPN's app, LaShawn McCoy has already projected 12-plus points in next week's matchup. Again, it's a tough up-ahead, road-ahead 
for the Kansas City Chiefs. They play the Packers, who traditionally have a pretty good defense. The Raiders kind of exploited that, but it was on the road. That game was a shootout game, so it's kind of an anomaly. Then you play Minnesota's defense. Then you play Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's got a good defense. There's three good defenses the Chiefs have to play. They're not going to be able to spread the ball down the field a lot, so I think you're going to see a lot of like mismatch, scheme matches, and I think that favors LaShawn McCoy. So if I have to go outside of Tyreek or Travis, yeah, I think I go towards LaShawn McCoy, and I have no idea what the hell Sammy Watkins is doing. I don't know when he ever comes back. It's Sammy Watkins. Stay away. Um, I think I'd drop Sammy Watkins. Or too. trade him. Try to get somebody to trade <laughs> I him. I think that y- you might be able to trade him. You um, could. I think you could trade him for like somebody. I think there's somebody that you could still talk into there being value in Sammy Watkins. Correct. Um. You know, and they changed his status today. They made, or well, I guess they never really gave a status. Not really, him, right? Because uh, Chris Jones was week to week, and they changed it to day to day, which is favorable. Hopefully, that means he's going to be back. Uh, I w- I would assume not this week, but maybe next yeah, week. Yeah, getting hopefully. ready against Dalvin Cook more than Aaron Jones. Um, so hopefully that means that Chris Jones is going to be back soon for the Chiefs. Uh, but Sammy, I I, I guess he was always day to day. Um. Yeah. But we've already been through this before with Sammy. Like, I, I just don't see Sammy coming back really fast. And so, I mean, if Sammy's going to be out for a month, right. do you really want to take up a bench spot on like uh, on Sammy Watkins for a month with Matt Moore as the quarterback head into the bye? Now, like, once we get back, once we get there, like, if you can pick him up, you know, a week ahead of their bye or something and add him to your bench, I'm okay with that. But unless you've got a really deep roster and you can just afford to house him for a month right. or, or more potentially, then I don't want Sammy Watkins on my team either. No, I don't think I'm. I think I'm done with Sammy. I don't. I mean, I it can, was great week one, but that's all you got. It just it, it sucks. Um, and Matt are Moore's you going? Not tell you. Are you going to the Packers game? I don't know yet. Um, I I'm supposed to because I signed up for it and I'm pissed. Yeah. So like I told Carrington I'd go for him, and then like. I don't know if I ever told Spec, and then like once, uh, once Mahomes went down, I was like, I think I'm just gonna do the Homer Simpson gif where I just go back into the bushes, and I'm now just uh-huh. waiting for the boss to send me an email, be like, so you still going to that Packers game? And be like, ah, I'm yeah. a man of my word. I gotta go if they want me to go. So, at least I we'll got, see Aaron Rodgers. I signed up for Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes. Didn't I get got it. Jacoby Brissett and Patrick Mahomes instead. <laughs> And I signed up for Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, and I'm getting Matt Moore. Did you see the graphic last night in the Sunday night game? It was Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey. You know they changed that quick. Yeah. (laughs) It was bad. But, uh, all right, we will uh, be back later this week to try to get you ready for week eight of NFL action. McCaffrey's back. Go out, try to pick up some players, try to get a win. I am Steven Serta. That's Dusty Likens. Please download the Radio.com app and subscribe to all of our content. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.